John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. John, this week uh, I put on Twitter a photo that you sent me. You (laughs) you saw saw what I put on there, and on Facebook it was. You saw it? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's what we I think we're gonna call pork scratchings gate. <laughs> yeah. For any listeners who aren't aware, or any first time listeners, uh, as a as a uh, New Year's resolution, John promised not to eat any pork scratchings. Yeah, and uh, then this week he sent me a photo through social media of a well, what can only be described as a large heap of pork scratchings. <laughs> yeah. So I think we all would like to know what's the story. So, well, basically, one of the listeners to this podcast obviously uh, heard me talking about the chicken scratchings and the pork scratchings, and uh, when they were drunk, decided to order pubs-sized box of both chicken scratchings and pork scratchings. Wow. Yeah, so big thank out, uh, big shout out to uh, Duddy for uh, that very generous offer. <laughs> well, not offer, generous gift. <laughs> offer? As he, he's giving you the pork scratchings in exchange for something. Well, that, now <laughs> it really, the, the mystery deepens. <laughs> <Yeah>, friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's, it's good to see that the podcast is finally paying its own way. Yeah. I mean, even if it is in the, your own way in pork scratchings. Yeah, to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daddy's obviously looking for your spot on the show. Yeah, so um, you know he didn't tell me he'd done it. So this box turned up, and uh, I'd come back from work, and my missus was like, "What's in this box that's been delivered?" It said pork scratchings on the side, so like I opened it, and obviously there's absolutely shitloads of packets of pork scratchings, and then inside was a box of chicken scratchings, and she instantly accused me of ordering them when i was drunk and you know so i was like i didn't order them it's definitely not me they're not mine um, was there like a one percent of your body or your being that kind of thought well i must have ordered them yeah well i was thinking like if i if i had ordered them it'd have had to be before christmas when i was still in the throes of the addiction <laughs> I can't believe, like, from from Daddy. I mean, this is a completely generous gesture, but <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't help feeling that it's also sort of penetrated all the way through with sheer malice. Well, I did. I mailed him. <laughs> so, like, on the um, inside, there was a the kind of sheet with where they were ordered from and who they were ordered for, and so on. On it, it just said from uh, Duddy and. Um, yeah, I said so. I mailed him saying, "Ah, oh, much appreciated, mate." Nearly caused an argument with Ikako because she thought I'd secretly been ordering pot scratches online, <laughs> and he just said, "Well, I was tipsy when I ordered them, and uh, sorry, I was just being a bit of a shit house." <laughs> but thought you might have a sneaky, <laughs> sneaky snack with the weekend beers. <laughs> so, I mean, to be fair, I think you know I've done quite well. I did survived up to what date was Friday, March the twentieth. So I've done 
three and a half months. But it was like Pavlov's dog because I think they arrived on Tuesday. So all week <laughs> I've just been thinking, oh, I'm gonna salivating. Yeah. Wait, waiting for the home time bell on Friday. Well, I put them all like, in a big plastic bag because just for space. I've stuck them in a different cupboard. And uh, yeah, my old man's eyes lit up. He thought it was fucking Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're so, not eating these, are you, John? No, well, to be fair, like, um, so on Friday, you know, we I always buy him loads of beer and I have loads of beer and he goes and sits in the room and watches whatever he watches and me and Nick go sit down and watch a film or whatever. So Friday, I'd left him out two packets and... Um, I saw that he'd only eaten one on Saturday. He said, yeah, you know, I can't be, can't get into that sort of spiral of eating two packets of pork <laughs> scratchings <laughs> well, a night. You said before, like, one <laughs> packet is like over a thousand calories. <laughs> well, I have to say, these ones, these ones are quite good. I mean, apart from the fact they are by far the nicest pork scratchings I've ever had, like, uh, taste-wise, they're fantastic. Daddy's gone with the premium option. Oh, uh, well, they're only 630 calories a bag, which is good, um... But on Friday, obviously, I'd had quite a few beers. So I had one packet. And then I was like, oh, you can't have another packet. That'd just be greedy. But what you can do is compare them with a packet of chicken scratchings. <laughs> and and what was your verdict? Uh, the chicken scratchings are also very nice. I mean, the pork scratchings have just set such a standard. They, I mean, they are yeah, absolutely... Yeah, it's a high bar. <laughs> it is. Uh, the chicken scratchings, I'd say, they're not as nice as the soy sauce ones from Japan. But they're probably on a par with the salt ones from Japan. But yeah, the pot scratchings are the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... And here are listeners getting your uh, getting the an- analysis of any fat-based snack. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've still, I've still not done chocolate or biscuits or crisps. I'm still keeping going for Lent. Well, you have to let those arteries breathe in some way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a massive part of me who was thinking, well, if I'm doing pot scratchings, then fuck it, I might as well just do chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, well, of, it has... Um, lard. Well, basically, I recently I've weighed myself and I've gone back to the weight I was like before I started doing any exercise whatsoever, which is quite worrying. My new plan, as of tomorrow morning, is to wake up early and go jogging before <laughs> work. So I'm going to set my alarm for 6.15. Um, I did think about doing this last week, think being the operative word and i think i set my alarm for 6 15 one morning and then just woke up and just pressed 45 minutes snooze <laughs> yeah uh i'm not optimistic for you i mean i don't want to i don't want to be you know the kind of party pooper in terms of your exercise but perhaps you'd like just to kind of prove me wrong maybe it will give you the motivation yeah spite that's the thing well next time we have the podcast we'll see how many mornings uh, i'm obviously gonna have like a morning off and this is you know disclaimer yeah, if, yeah, yeah, if i'm fun. injured i'm not gonna do it so if on day one i happen to pull my hamstring <laughs> yeah exactly i'm gonna have a morning off every now and again and if that happens to be tomorrow morning then so be it <laughs> i'm not confident you're gonna do it and to give the listeners uh a little bit of evidence i want to play them the audio of that video you sent me the other day <laughs> <laughs> so listeners here's the audio judge for yourself whether you think john will get up tomorrow morning or not <laughs> Fucking miss these bad boys. Gorgeous. Proper nice. Joan Sami in Japan, Joan Sami in Japan, Joan Sami in Japan, Joan Sami in Japan. Jesus Christ.
This is JNSNJ News. Time for the news. John, what have you got for us? So I've got actually a couple of kind of stories uh, relating to parenting. So the first one is from the uh, the Daily Mirror online. And it says, Dad slammed over punishment of distraught nine-year-old son and his wife thinks he's a horrible monster. So um, a dad said his wife thinks he's a horrible monster after his controversial punishment for their nine-year-old son. So do you want to have a... Do you want to have a guess at what he's done to his nine-year-old son? And it's in the realms of light. It's, it's you know, social yeah. services wouldn't be called. Although, this being the internet, some people have reacted by going, uh, social services should be called, but uh, no. So he's not, he, he's not attacked him or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Controversial I mean, punishment from... beaten him to death. <laughs> his, wife, his wife thinks he's a monster. <laughs> you see, I'm fe- I don't know the story. I haven't seen this yet, but... I've, I'm feeling quite a lot of sympathy with the father because I because I have an eight-year-old son of my own yeah. who I frequently desire to punish severely. So yeah. <laughs> I would say whatever he's done was probably very, very, very much warranted and justified. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll, I'll leave the... I'll tell you what the sort of situation was. So um, the dad explained he wanted to teach his son, Tim, a lesson after he repeatedly left his bike outside when he was finished playing. His parents are constantly telling him to put it away in the garage so it doesn't get stolen. But the dad said his son failed to follow the advice. So can you guess what the dad did? Yeah, so the dad's stolen the bike. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's hidden it somewhere, right? Yeah, so he said he left for work yeah. one morning, saw the bike outside, so he decided to show him that our warning could actually happen. So he put his bike in the back of his car, went off to work, uh, and his son, distraught son, soon called him asking if he'd seen it. His dad said, nope, I haven't seen it. Isn't this why we always tell you to put away the bike? I calmed him down and told him that we can make a plan for him to earn a new bike when I got home for the day. Which I think, <laughs> you know, this sounds like great parenting to me. Yeah, I'm on fully on board with this. So he says, when he got home, the dad brought the bike with him and said he'd found it abandoned in a nearby park, warning Tim he wouldn't always be this lucky. Which I yeah, think yeah, is good, absolute... Good. Yeah, I think this is fantastic parenting. Lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. But he says, later on that night, uh, my wife was in bed telling me how it, it was super lucky that I happened to find the bike. I mean, she sounds thick as big shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> so I told... I ran through with her what had actually happened and then she looked at me as if I was some kind of horrible monster screaming <laughs> screaming at me, why would you put your son through that and why wouldn't you at least tell me this dumb plan so I could have stopped <laughs> you? <laughs> That's obviously why he didn't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like, he said, it's not like I had it planned out. It's just a spur of the moment decision as I was leaving for work and she was still asleep. I thought if I'd have woken her up to tell her what I was planning, she'd have been pissed off for me waking her up, which... Yeah, yeah, and she would have been too. (laughs) Yeah. So Tim was only missing his bike for a day and I wasn't giving him that hard of a time about it. So of course, this being the internet, the the move split opinion. Uh, So as you can imagine, people like me and you are saying, yep, you didn't trash the bike, you didn't throw it away. Um, you just let your son see the consequences of his actions. It seems to me like he learned his lesson. Great parenting. Yeah, yeah. The second uh, viewer said, kids aren't going to learn if they're constantly coddled from reality. I think this was a really good way of making him the lesson. Uh, of making the lesson stick, excuse me. But of course, the other half of the internet. 
These are the ones we've really been looking forward to hearing, let's be yeah. honest. These are the ones who, you know, being a teacher, these are the ones whose kids are fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> My little Timmy never does anything wrong. So, yeah, he's brought a knife into school, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so... One, so this uh, just makes me angry reading these ones. Which is, it's funny because it makes you angry, but being angry also makes you happy. So it's like a really conflicting <laughs> feeling for you. <laughs> yeah. So one, uh, one of, uh, one Reddit user slammed the dad writing, you're teaching your son two lessons. The one he remembers will be about lying and not to trust his own father. There has to be a better way to teach your son. A second agreed, you taught your kid it's appropriate to lie to get your way. Uh, but he hasn't. Because he hasn't admitted to the kid. No, exactly. <laughs> so the kid's never going to find out that the dad hid it on purpose until probably, you know, he might be a bit older having a beer with his dad and his dad will say, oh, yeah, remember that? Do you remember, do you remember that time? Yeah, and that'll be a life lesson, parenting lesson for his son. God, it's, this is the, the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, I mean, of course, one uh, outraged Reddit person said, um, how, how are you allowed to have children? I think you're obviously an awful parent and I think social services should be involved. Bitch. So, yeah, for me, that's a one side of parenting, which is, like I say, this is two stories. That is one side of parenting. I just, I'm I'm on board with him. I I agree with the dad. I think that's fantastic. Um, Doesn't get anything, you know, any negatives from me. Uh, Are you, are we on the same page with that one? Do we think? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I'm 100% with you on that. But I think his hiding of the bike idea was wheelie, wheelie good. <laughs> <laughs> that was JNSNG News. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner. It's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner. It's a corner. Words, phrases, metaphors. You'll soon know the score. Find out what they mean with a Culture Corner team. Hi, welcome to Culture Corner. My name's John, and I'm here today to talk to you about pork scratchings, the pork-based pub snack that is despised by vegans, vegetarians, Jews and Muslims alike, and by people who value their life expectancy. Unlike crisps, which no one seems to hate, apart from smoky bacon flavour, which are also hated by vegans, vegetarians, Jews and Muslims, the pork scratching seems to have a particularly bad rep. The pork scratching came into being in the 1920s in the Northwest, where butcher Bob McBacon realised there was a mass market for eating the flesh of a fellow sentient being after it had been deep fried. The pork scratching was born and was an instant success in pubs across the UK. During the 1970s, when it was at the height of its popularity, the pork scratching industry faced a threat from across the ocean in the form of peanuts from America. In a desperate bid to wipe out the opposition, they embarked on an advertising campaign which was to leave the pork scratchings industry in tatters. The now infamous TV commercial starring criminal Reggie Cray will go down in history as one of the biggest marketing disasters any company has ever perpetrated. What lad? What's that you're eating? Hi Gavna, just some salted peanuts. Don't be a mug, what have I told you? 
Peanuts are for slags. Peanuts are for slags. That one advertising slogan was to nearly cripple the pork scratching industry as the public turned away from them. Over the ensuing years, the pork scratching industry tried to improve its reputation by sponsoring large football teams and getting them to change their name. Although their bids to buy Real Madrid and change them to Squeal Madrid and Manchester City into Hampshire City both fell through. It looked like the pork scratching was going to be resigned to the dustbin of history and it was at this point that the pork scratching industry realised that they needed to get pork political and influence political parties in the UK. They started this by encouraging former Prime Minister David Cameron to insert his penis into a future pork scratching. Normally when the public found out about this you would expect them to be disgusted but because the British public are thick as fuck they decided that they would still vote for his party and then voted for Theresa May, a woman whose husband has allegedly claimed has a f- that looks and smells like a pork scratching. With the pork scratching industry now embedded in British political life, they produced their masterstroke and they actually got to the lead of the party a human pork scratching, a big blob of fat with tufts of hair named Boris Johnson. Now that their political future is secured, pork scratching industry has gone on and on to try and influence British public life. A new series of Peppa Pig has been commissioned where Peppa is turned into a pork scratching in the hope of snaring future generations. It looks like the pork scratching is here to stay. I for one am very happy because I also believe that if you don't eat pork scratchings then you're a slag! John, 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 Sam, in Japan. Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T, two princes talk a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? So now it's time for the burning question, uh, which is, what's the biggest mistake you've made when buying something on the internet? So I think last episode we talked about my sister buying the uh, sort of garden ornament feature, which turned out to be 30 centimetres tall. The picture, which was yeah. six foot for five, five, five foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, on Facebook, John Alexander got in touch. Uh, he said the biggest mistake he'd made was buying a leather double sofa and thinking, wow, this is cheap and they deliver. Then two days later, a doll's house sofa arrives. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. If you're, if those, if only John and your sister had met when they were young, they could have been the perfect couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Ruby Rosales got on, got in touch on uh, Twitter. She said uh, she bought forty chandelier candle holders to use as wedding centerpieces, but actually it was only four, not forty. Oh right. <laughs> so un- unbalanced tables. Yeah. God. But that's... She just, what did she do? Read it wrong. How does that? Did, was there any further explanation of that? No, no, it just says I got four, not forty. So yeah, obviously didn't read it properly. <laughs> Richard Richard Ringling, a uh, great name on Facebook. Uh, he, I, we know him. He's a magician, comedian, magician. Yeah, yeah, very funny guy. But yeah, I remember once at a show he did the uh, kind of cutting his arm and bleeding everywhere. Trick, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. yeah, I think it was it was. It was very, very well done. In fact, it was so well done. I think quite a lot of the the people there felt a bit ill. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's also. I see. I think it's probably worth noting. He's extremely tall. How tall would you say he is? It's about six foot seven, isn't he? Yeah, or six foot. Yeah, because so, his 
the thing he his mistake uh, for ordering on the internet was that he said he ordered pool noodles uh, expecting the two meter long things you can float on uh, but these turned up and then he's attached a photo which he, <laughs> which probably shows them being about what well, I don't know I guess 60 centimeters long or <laughs> <Right>. something probably <laughs> less 50 but I did say because of how big he is the perspective thing is an issue <laughs> so they could be two meters long. <laughs> they could be two meters long. Uh, Kat is singing badly. Also got in touch on Twitter. She said, "I bought a small bookcase, not realizing it was sixteen square feet. Uh, it was a bit of a shock, but I managed to make it work." <laughs> <laughs> I hope she had enough books to fill it. Anyway, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How about for you? Oh uh, yeah. Well, if you remember at the end of last episode, I said that something had just been delivered, which my um, missus was not happy with. Uh, which oh yeah it was like a cliffhanger wasn't it yeah we so, left on a cliffhanger i can't believe we forgot about that right so it was um well since we're not going to be allowed to go anywhere because of this lockdown during summer we're going to do quite a lot of camping so it was a piece of camping equipment that i need so do you want to guess what it was and she she feels it's too small uh i think it well i'll, I'll explain why i proved her wrong but god what do you think uh, uh, is it a double sleeping bag no, I have got one be- of them because, for me. You see, because I can imagine if I if I was her and I was going to be potentially in a bag with you that <laughs> almost any size I would consider too small. <laughs> yeah, no, I've shown her. I've shown her the double sleeping bag, and I've said, "But it is mine. We're not. It's not a double as in me and you are sleeping in it together. No, that's never going to work." <laughs> She's got a single sleeping bag she can have. Uh, no, it's something. It's a cooking. It's something. Well, for use for use in sort of cooking. Barbecue? No, uh, no. So it's a uh, it's a kettle that you could put on a right. like a kettle for boiling on a gas stove. So it's right. turned up, and she said it's too small because it's basically obviously it's a camping size one. So I said to her, "No, it's fine." She's like, "No, you need to send it back and buy a bigger one." And I said, "Well, no, it's fine. This is you know for camping. This is all we need. You know, a bigger kettle is going to take longer to boil." So. I had to prove to her that you could get four cups of tea out of this kettle <laughs> by filling it filling it up with water and then pouring them into four cups and went, see, four cups of tea, it's fine. So did, did you have like this little experiment, like this little domestic experiment in your house? Yeah, because yeah, it's like, it says it's a litre, it's a litre cup, uh, a litre <laughs> kettle. So as you can imagine, it's quite oh. small looking, but you know, it's a kettle's, you know, it's again, it can be quite deceiving how much liquid can be held Um so yeah, so I had to prove her wrong. So I was there, there filling the going one cup, two cup, three cup, four cup. Uh, to which she replied, "What do you think she replied?" Uh, so never, never want to admit that she's wrong. So what no, do you think her, her final critique of it was? Well, the cups aren't very full, are they? No, it's uh, the kettle's orange. So I hate that colour. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not sending it back to get the fucking colour change. It's a camping kettle. <laughs> and you know the first time you use it when you're camping to make the cup of tea yeah she'll take a little sip in it but this is the worst cup of tea <laughs> yeah. i've ever had in my yeah. life <laughs> yeah i can imagine she'd probably key it key the side of the orange paint <laughs> <laughs> so how about for you uh yeah i bought uh we have a, a one and a half year old in the house uh and when he's just probably when he started walking before he was one we realized we had a couple of gates left over from noah when, when noah was a baby but we thought oh, we're going to have to get one more gate, so I ordered one on. Do you know that website Mercaddy? Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the kind of trading used goods website. I think there's some new stuff on there too. But anyway, you can buy secondhand stuff. There's a lot of baby stuff on there, obviously. 
So I bought this gate on there. I was saying to uh, my wife, oh, this is, you know, I, I, I'm getting into it. I've been doing a lot of selling or trying to do <laughs> selling on there as well. Like trying to claw back <laughs> money from crap that we've bought. And um, anyway, I found this gate on there and it was reasonably priced. Reasonably priced delivery was included. So everything was good. Uh, and it And it arrived and it wasn't, bad like it was a functioning gate and it didn't cost too much money but the problem was it was it, again it, do you know what it was a size thing it wasn't like a doll's house <laughs> one <laughs> but it was just like a little bit too low it was like sort of japanese height if you will right it's not like a so gate, gate meant... for dogs or gate for cats no no, no it's definitely a baby Hamsters. one no 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 it's no it it would it still would prevent a baby climbing over it but what it means is that when you go to kind of undo the latch and open the gate yeah you have to stoop down just a little bit oh right now and and it's like if you do that why don't you just climb over it because it's that little bit too high to be climbed over oh right so it's probably you know sort of like i'm gonna have to do a little bit of a standing up test here it probably comes down to sort of just below your hip right okay so you so you've got to bend down just a little bit because you've got to lift it up, right? <laughs> so, uh, and, and I've realised I've been done, did that whole bit away from the microphone, so obviously that was <laughs> terrible audio. But, but what I mean is, so we got this thing. I was really, really proud of it, and just it was just so annoying and irritating to use. Not because like a one-off, it would have been fine, but because you had to go through that like so many times a day. Yeah, so now it's just in the loft. You know, <laughs> getting getting ready to uh, put it back on the uh, mercury market yeah well, i've got i bought a baby gate for when Layla came over because um i was worried about her falling down the stairs because she's a bit mental but i've never used it so it was just a complete waste of money because she was old enough to realize that high places are dangerous now so yeah <laughs> i've got a i'm in the middle of a well again this is going to have to be a cliffhanger Basically, my daughter has smashed my mum's Laura Ashley lamp. So I'm in the middle of an eBay Ooh. eBay uh, bidding uh, to get this lamp. But I'll explain about it in the next episode. I've managed to shoot myself in the foot and cause me and the seller quite a massive um, ball ache. Yeah. So I'll explain about uh, that next episode when it when it turns out if, it, if I've succeeded in getting this lamp. Does your mum know it's broken? Yeah, there was, oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's a big... Okay. There's no okay. way to uh, there's no way to hide it. Really. Hide the evidence. No. So um, yeah, I like I look forward to hearing that. Yeah. About, <laughs> I'm sure we all do. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, we considering we both had we both had a little bit of controversy over uh, baby gates. I guess I guess you would call that uh, baby gate gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Duddy for sending the pork scratchings. Not only did you give John a treat uh, with the pork and chicken scratchings, you also gave us content for the podcast, uh, something to talk about, which is always <laughs> very well received. <laughs> and uh, this just leaves next episode's burning question, which is uh, what's the kind of the most unusual punishment uh, your parents uh, or rule or kind of sort of parenting technique that your parents used when you were growing up? 
keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we certainly want to lean towards the my dad stole my bike yeah. <laughs> end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, not my uh, 12 years in foster care hell. <laughs> Yeah, I hope that guy doesn't get in touch with me about his, uh, you know, ex-wife being pimped out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had some dark stories, I think. Yeah. All right, is that it? Anything else? No, I think that's all. All right, catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. Not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning questions. Send a new story. Preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Fucking miss these bad boys. Gorgeous. Proper nice. <laughs>